Hello everyone and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering Outer Range, Season 1, Episode 1, The Void. I am Mr. Sal, high school science teacher, watching Outer Range for the first time. I know it's been out for a while, but I'm only now just watching it. I'm only just now watching it. I am doing so with my co-host and former student who is also watching this for the first time. I'm here with Kurt. Kurt, you know anything about a Greek god called Kronos? I never heard of this Greek god, actually. I didn't. Have you heard of Kronos prior to this? There's some. Nope. Do you know the old video game? I don't know. Is it just Kronos or Kronos Times? Just an old game that was named after, like, I've never know. heard of this as a Greek god, Kronos. That's all I'll say. I don't know. No. Interesting. Maybe they just made it up. I don't, I don't think, think they, they did. It up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they did either. But it's, tough to, to, it's tough to shoehammer a new Greek god into mythology. May, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Greek mythology has been around for a long time. That's what I mean. It's so, tough to shoehammer a new one in there. Oh, no, you have to do it. You know, like, what if in the 1200s they, you know, we added in Kronos, new new DLC. <laughs> Greek God DLC. Ancient Greek <laughs> DLC. Yeah, even though they added pre-BC, we'll do in the 1200s, we'll add a new one, Kronos. I love it. You know, it's weird, too, because I, I studied some Greek mythology in college, and I, I don't remember. I don't remember much of it anyway, so I, it's not surprising to me that I don't remember something about it, but I don't remember ever hearing about Kronos. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway it's, it, well, that is beside the point, though, because the point right now is that you and I have to guess each other's ratings. Rating. So, folks, we always try to guess each other's ratings on a scale from 1 to 10. As I, as I mentioned already, I have never seen Outer Range before watching this episode. Kurt has never seen Outer Range before watching this episode we're hoping we like it and that we will want to cover season two because there is a season two in the works should be out before the end of 2023 uh if we hate this though then we're, we're just not going to cover season two probably not yeah <laughs> russian doll it seems well i love season I love, one yeah i love season one of russian doll that is not an indictment of season one of russian doll that is an indictment of season two which i watched you didn't I don't ever want to watch it again. So anyway, um, okay. Kurt, you don't generally like pilots as much as you like other episodes and as much as most people like pilots. So we have the, the, the Kurt pi pilot discount here. No, in effect. Again, you know, <laughs> I'm not being like mean, I think. I think I'm just being, I'll, I'll defend myself afterward. Go on. Okay. Um I, I do think that you I do think you really liked the end of this. I think that you probably spent much of this episode thinking, I don't know, I don't know where this is going. There's a lot of grunting and, and like surly looking, like brooding off into the distance. And I don't know how much I like this, but I think the end kind of hooked you in. Uh I don't know if it's enough to get it up to an eye. I'm gonna say you gave this an eight out of ten. Okay, fair enough. I think you love to see Ben from Ozark back another role. Oh, you recognize him. Good I did, you. right? Yeah, I had to point that out early on. Then he <laughs> eventually bring that up. I forget. Yeah. Was, it was Tom something was the actor. Tom Pelfrey. Tom Thank Pelfrey. You. Yeah. Uh, now I there are other that. people that you probably recognize as well in this, but. Well, oh, I didn't. <laughs> 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 but I did recognize him. Uh, you picked the series to watch after watching the pilot. So that's already saying something. Yeah, really, really, really gives you an advantage, doesn't it? It does give me a very big advantage. You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty big advantage. So yeah, you like the pilot. I know you did say like, wow, the ending really made me want to watch another, which was in the back of my mind while I was watching the episode of, well, you know, he, he did say the ending really made him really want to watch the next episode. I wonder what happens. And there's a very big cliffhanger. So we... We have like a bit of religion, right? It seems as though the main character Royal has Royal. lost his faith, uh, and then oh, yeah, I see his wife's name, Cecilia. Cecilia. Cecilia still has faith. So I think you like that angle. Uh, you like the sons. I think you like this episode a lot. I you either gave it a nine or a ten. 
I, I think the beginning's a little weak for you. Ah, you gave it a nine. I did give it a nine. I, I really enjoyed the episode. I I can totally understand if people watch it and they kind of lose patience with it because it is kind of slow and brooding and, and it's a lot of Josh Brolin looking off into the horizon and, and grunting grunting it's so uh, there, but i i felt like there's a lot going on here and a lot of kind of mysteries and questions to to be thinking about i'd love the crisis of faith I, i'm so interested in that i really hope that's a theme throughout the whole season that royal has either never had faith or lost his faith or or whatever but cecilia has it and and that dynamic is going to be very interesting to me so i'm i'm really hoping that sticks around uh there's a that's a big theme of a lot of the shows that that we cover is the crisis of faith you know we just finished covering mrs davis it's a big theme of that um it's a big theme of i don't know if a crisis of faith is a theme of ozark but it's this series actually had a a really i think a very significant ozark vibe to it Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got that at all, but I I did pick up on a lot of Ozarkness to it. Um, In what way? Because I I did not feel that. Okay, so uh, it's it's a lot of it has to do with setting. I feel like the setting of this series is a character, just like I felt like the Ozark Lake of the Ozarks was a character in Ozark. That's true. It's so like, like the rolling mountains, the land itself is very important. Was mm-hmm. in one way. Yeah, exactly. So, so there's some of that. Uh, I think just the way they do their scenes. There were a lot of scenes in an hour here. I mean, yes. they did, like, they did I, cut I through very like, quick scenes. I yeah. mean, they, they went through three days. Yeah, in this yeah. first episode. Yeah, so I had like 24 scenes in here. So, so there's a lot of scenes. The Ozark loves to do those short, choppy scenes too. Um, you know, there's murder being covered up. Like I, I, I felt like this was a lot very much in the same vein of Ozark more than most of the other series that we covered. Um, and it's got Ben and it's got Ben. That's probably another reason why I made that connection as well. Um, and I, I've got religion on the brain right now, having just finished Mrs. Davis. So, uh, so that certainly helped me enjoy this. Uh, there's a lot of destiny versus free will. It seems. Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's a heavy theme of things like lost, um, the leftovers, Mrs. Davis. Mrs. Davis. Oh. So yeah, so uh, there's a lot of that here. Uh, I thought that it was absolutely shocking to see the main character tossed into the void at the end of the first episode. Mm-hmm. I can't remember too many other series where the person you think is the main character gets this kind of fate at the end of the episode. I don't know. I'm sure we're not done with the royal. I'm sure. He's going to be in every episode from this point forward. And I have no idea how, and I'm really interested to see how that works out. But, oh, yeah. uh, but it kind of, you know, it reminded me a bit of, of Watchmen uh, without spoiling Watchmen. There is a character in the first episode that I thought was going to be a main, if not the main character uh, yeah. who ends up with a similar fate at the end of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so that, true. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was really, really interesting to me. And then, the autumn character is such a juxtaposition to everything else in the show that that made it very interesting. And the fact that she you know, pushes Royal in at the end <laughs> makes it really interesting too. So, uh, so anyway, I, I was very much into this and especially once it was over, I was itching to watch a second episode. So I so said, yeah, I did give it a nine out of 10. I'm surprised you did not watch a second episode after watching this pilot. <laughs> like, it, it is a hard thing to resist. Yeah. I, so I, I went through a roller coaster of ratings while I was oh. watching it. I was like, this might be like a seven. And yeah. then the episode, this, the, you know, the show goes on longer. I'm like, okay, maybe an eight. All right. We're, we're learning a bit more. Mm-hmm. Harry has this Rebecca who's missing. And all right, fine. And th- this void looks interesting. So I was like, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll end up giving this episode an eight. I don't know. I was thinking about my rating while I'm watching the episode. Right. We get to that bar scene stuff where um, Perry and Rat go mm-hmm. out to the bar. And when they do that, I'm just kind of – I'm assuming some cliches here, and they start playing yeah. into them yep. with his crush walking by. And they've, yeah. they've kept calling him basically a ladies' man throughout the episode of, oh, right, you got another one and yeah, all this yeah. other stuff. So it's like, okay, well, I think I know what's going to happen here, which is fine. But you know, it's not anything that interesting. 
Um, but it does turn very interesting. So it basically turns into murder. <laughs> yeah. And that I went, wow, that's really good. I'm giving that a nine. And <laughs> it goes so good from there. And it ends in such a way I did not expect. I finished it and went, this is a 10. This is a great pilot. <laughs> I, was like, I love this pilot. I then, I then, after a little bit of time, went, hey, now I'll give it a nine. <laughs> Actually, yeah, okay. Maybe there was a bit, a, bit, a bit of recency bias with you know the it's, ending part. The ending is super good. Like It's so from, tough. It's so tough to even remember the rest of the episode once you I know. see that ending. <laughs> I know. That's why the going to that bar and onward is mm-hmm. and maybe you can say that a little bit beforehand but especially mm-hmm. that and onward all 10 like that's so yeah. good. i yeah. love that stuff it's what props up the rest of the episode yep. and i don't think the rest of it's even that bad i mean it's showing you kind of background stuff that will probably be vital um so i i wouldn't even call it bad but it's not as good as the ending part but all to do that within a pilot's really good i mean so i give it a nine yeah. Overall. They are great. Oh, I'm, I'm thrilled. Like I, I'm, I'm excited about this. I, I think it's going to be really fun to watch. I think there are there are lots of mysteries that they've presented to us. You, you mentioned Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Uh, we obviously have Royal going into mm-hmm. the void. Well, we have what Royal saw when he put his hand in the void, right? Yes, yes. Which <laughs> is some future, yeah, premonition uh, of what he yep. later went to go on to do. We've got this buffalo with the arrows in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Wayne Tillerson. <laughs> you want to talk about grunting? Like this guy just. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> something. <laughs> the disturbance in the force is what I wrote yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, so and 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 autumn just in general, uh, I think is something. A, yeah, a big yeah. mystery. So I, uh, I have predictions. I'll, I'll say I have some end. as well. Yeah. But I, I and and we'll we'll obviously make some predictions. I have been gone on record before in other series of saying I enjoy watching series more when I don't try to figure everything out because then if I figure it out, I'm like, well, that was obvious. And if I don't <laughs> figure it out, then I usually end up liking yeah. my version better than what they put forward so <laughs> so um it, so I, I try not to go too heavily into that but there i do have some things i could help but predict yeah there's a few the, things here right like like what's up with this pet right I yeah exactly exactly I got some so ideas. yeah so i'm i'm thrilled that you liked it and i i did too and i, and I am dying to watch the second episode so i'm, I'm really excited about that it, it, it was a big pleasant surprise because yeah, yeah. i i it at first, it didn't strike me something I would really like that much, but it certainly did grow on me. <laughs> oh, that's good. So, that's good. Um, I will. I will say that we don't know a release date on season two yet. Uh, hopefully, they've announced it by the time we finish covering. We have you know a couple of months here with this series, so hopefully, by the time we finish covering season one, they will have at least announced a season two release date. But you know, we'll see. So, uh, another character you might have recognized. Or actor, you would maybe not, maybe you wouldn't recognize him because he would have been mostly CGI'd. But Royal, the main character here, who gets tossed in the void at the end, that's Thanos. Oh, that's Thanos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, I didn't recognize him. Yeah, yeah. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That is Thanos. Dude, Thanos yeah. is a pretty cool guy. <laughs> yeah, Josh Rowland is pretty cool. Uh, MCU and, always always finds its way into everything. <laughs> well, I think everything finds its way into the MCU is probably <laughs> a more accurate way to say that. But uh, Josh Brolin, uh, if you're Kurt's age or mm-hmm. around there, then you probably recognize him as Thanos. If you're my age or around there, you probably recognize him as Bran from the Goonies. So <laughs> that's, he's much older now. Though. <laughs> Uh, was he one of the kids from the Goonies? Or was yeah, he's the older brother of, of really? the kids in the Goonies. Wow. Yeah, was that come on like the eighties, like eighty six or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so so we're talking about almost forty years here since then. So, but he's great. He's a great actor. He's he's been Oscar nominated. I think he's been Emmy nominated. Uh, Emmy nominated, Oscar nominated at least. So he's a really great actor. So I'm I'm looking forward to this. Cecilia, I recognize from Six Feet Under. She played a character named Lisa. On Six Feet Under, so it's which actually Six Feet Under. Now that I'm thinking about it, is another series where a main character gets, well, in that case, killed off. But it's like the first five minutes, so that doesn't really count. So anyway, so he does. He doesn't. He's very clearly not the main character. All right. Well, what we usually do at this point is try to guess each other's favorite scenes. 
I, I think this is going to be easy today, but but we'll see. I predict that your favorite scene is the last scene between Autumn and Royal with Autumn tossing Royal into the void. Uh, I think that's your favorite scene as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's such a great, such a great, there's a, I don't want to say a cliffhanger because I think that doesn't give it enough credit. It's like almost a mandate to continue. It's it, it, it is uh, it's definitely a cliffhanger. I think you're right. It doesn't do it justice, but it's a really good cliffhanger. Because yeah, it poses questions, but the type of questions where I'm pretty sure next episode I'm going to get answers. Maybe I don't, and even if I don't, mm-hmm. I mean that's what a what a move. <laughs> the I main know. character we've been following. That's so much respect. I, like, you're watching this whole episode thinking, okay, the only thing I know is that Royal's not going into that void. That's the only <laughs> thing that I know is mm-hmm. not going to happen. <laughs> And he does so it's really it's really pretty amazing uh honestly i i am a sucker for when they kind of preview a scene early in the episode that's going to happen later in the episode uh they used to do that on ozark quite a bit too they did uh, and i and i liked it there too so they do it here the fr- very first scene is also the very last scene but the, there's one big difference that i thought huh i wonder why this is happening because in the very first scene, we get a voiceover of Royal telling us about Kronos. Yeah, but in the last it's scene, it's Autumn telling us about Kronos, not Royal at all. So that's very interesting to me. I, I, I really hope that there's some sort of explanation as to as to that. But it, she she mentions that Kronos is how we got time. It's chronography. So I'm surprised that we had never heard of Kronos before. You mean like you and me just have in our personal life? Right. Or do you mean show wise? Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I looked it up on the Wikipedia, and mm-hmm. it's a very small Wikipedia entry. Really, <laughs> it is. It is a shockingly small Wikipedia entry. It's like all in one page. We don't count the references. Oh wow! So wow. Uh, we also get the the theme of of secrets because Autumn, as had previously told Royal that they could exchange secrets. A girl's got to keep her secrets, but she would be willing to exchange if Royal had some secrets. And now she calls this our little secret before she pushes him in. It's a very tense scene too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I don't know about you, but I, I'm thinking the whole time, why is your back to the void? Don't turn your back to the void. What are you nuts? Yeah. yeah that's the void. Void. The void. Yeah. <laughs> you ever have your back to the void? Yeah. Oh man. So anyway, um, it's, I, I, I just uh, not a prediction so much as the thing, but I mean, so, so many things that could happen now. Like, I know we're going to see Royal again, I, but how are we going to see him? Are we going to see him in some sort of time loop or an alternate dimension flashbacks? Like, I I thought I had about this void. It was just curiosity. It was when he was digging by the void. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like halfway through the episode. He's digging, yeah. throwing dirt into it. I was yes. like, what happens if I dig a pit right next to the void? Does the void expand into it? Or am right. I like... So I three kind of look into the void from like a different angle. Oh, That's something I was wondering. I was wondering yeah. how the, the void is shaped. So interesting, interesting. So was this was this your favorite? This, scene this well? was also my favorite scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. The cliffhanger scene that briefly got this episode up to a ten does take the cake. It's a lot of respect for it. Uh, what I do want to add, well, I, I'll ask you this because I do have a clear runner-up scene. So do I. So do I. Okay. Well, I'll give you my runner-up scene, and we'll see. We have that okay. well, same too. Well, well, yeah. Well, let's let's take a guess then, shall we? <laughs> I will guess for you. Oh, and you're for guess me. me first. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Since you guessed first for the favorite scene, <laughs> even though I don't know how much of a guess it really was. All right. Uh, it is. Well, I will guess for you. Um, Perry and Rat, uh, fight outside of the bar, and I guess the ultimate killing of Trevor. Okay. And, well, I mean, that's what I was going to guess for you. Is that? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's your. And that is a. Yeah. That is a. Okay. And is it because you see uh, Perry responding to Trevor's insults? It, like, it's both. First of all, it's both very unexpected, right? Perry seems like the passive one, right? Exactly. So it's it's. I don't expect it, right? Perry wasn't even like. I didn't expect the fight to break out. Fight happens. All right. Um, Rhett comes over and kind of finishes the fight for Perry. And then mm-hmm. the second the second Trevor said that thing about Rebecca that triggered Perry, I'm like, oh Perry's gonna start hitting him, isn't he? Well I didn't think he was gonna kill him. And I, I you could question whether or not Trevor's actually dead. 
he must be well, he's in the void because, now but yeah yeah, yeah. Well, then he goes in the void who knows though, if he's dead in the void either he's still alive yeah. yep but um no it's just i really wasn't expecting it and then the second you know the second you get that shot of rep pulling up in the truck and you know it's a uh-oh moment and that they're gonna have to do something about that yeah. they made a problem and i'm like oh <laughs> this is a this is a big problem yes it good. Is. i like to see a big problem in a series early on this is yeah. This is something to be solved. There's something to look at. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and, yeah. And there's a void that's that's <laughs> reckoning for uh, <laughs> you know, it's yearning for more corpses. So. I mean, I don't know about that. I assume that's where you the know. cows are. The missing cows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a uh... cows are good at finding caves. Apparently, <laughs> is that? Right? You, you, I mean, I don't know. If you, I've heard of this from like two to. Th- I've heard this for like two or three different cave origin stories, which is. A cave was found by a farmer, and it's found by a farmer because their cattle were all resting by this spot in a hot summer day, and that's because the cave releases cool air. Oh, okay. So there you go. All right. Well, that was not my runner-up favorite. Really? Scene. No, it Dang, was not. It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You you kind of hinted at it earlier. That, I certainly did. I mean, I meant you hinted at my favorite scene earlier uh, that... It's, uh, it's the juxtaposition of the crisis of faith versus so, the strength of faith. So, so is it when Cecil, Cecilia, Cecilia, thank you, Cecilia, and um, Royal, Royal are outside yes. talking about their faith, and yes, <laughs> yes, I love this scene. Uh, this is this is what I hope we get more of. And Royal, uh, uh, first of all, I, did you catch that Royal was trying to was about to open a drawer? when Cecilia kind of knocked on the door. Yeah, and I'm yeah. curious what that drawer is. Me too. Okay, so That's there's definitely good. that. But then, you know, she she tells Royal that she thinks Rebecca is gone forever, Rebecca being Perry's wife. Um, that seems like it's going to be a big mystery of the show. But And then Royal kind of bites back at her. Is that part of God's plan? Which is a, a, a common criticism of people of faith. Because they they tend to view everything as part of God's plan, even awful things like this. Uh, And and it becomes very hard to explain how it can be reconciled that this this God that they view as benevolent is also responsible for these awful things. Um, So I should tell listeners who haven't listened to Mrs. Davis or The Leftovers, I guess. I, I have a pretty complicated relationship with religion and I was deeply religious for a very long period of time and very much not so not that way anymore. So uh, very, very complicated. So I, I love this argument. Um, and Cecilia just kind of gives them the nod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, uh, that's part, you, you believe that? And Royal says, no, I don't. So Royal is obviously... I guess that you can view this as person of science, person of faith, if you want, if you want to use lost terminology here, or Cecilia is a person of faith. Royal is a person of science. He's he's even scientifically experimenting with the void throughout this episode, right? Yeah. He's, throwing he's, things in. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. He's, lo- he's looking for explanations. He's trying to figure out rational answers. And Cecilia is willing to chalk things up to this is part of God's plan. But, she says a line that I really do, I do love, and it, this does kind of hit home. And then he responds with something that also hits close to home. She says, just because we're hurting doesn't mean God's not there. Can't fight it. Just got to accept it. It's okay. And then Royal says, or it's not. So uh, <laughs> the, the, that conversation is what I'm really hoping to get a lot of throughout the course of the series. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I'll be disappointed if we don't. But I'd be surprised if we don't. Yeah, I mean, it was going to come down to his Royals' interaction with Cecilia. <laughs> <laughs> will they? Will it happen? Will there be any more? Yeah, like how? <laughs> I'm sure I agree with you. I think we'll see more Royal, but in what context is he? If he is at all going to interact with his wife? Right. I don't know. Right. So yeah. So this was my second favorite scene. My runner-up scene. Definitely, it was. It was my favorite scene going into that last one. Um, but I will say, like a lot of these scenes really just mesh very well with each other because, and we'll get to that as we run through our recap. But uh, a lot of these scenes do 
really feed the others. So mm-hmm. it's it, if they can if they can maintain this, I think this is going to be a worthwhile series to cover, and I'm, and I'm happy we're doing it. So or maybe they'll uh, fail. They they might. <laughs> they very well could, <laughs> and then we'll just punt it. <laughs> we'll see. You'll you'll hear scathing things about the series. I, one other thing before we start uh, mm-hmm. recapping it is this whole thing with Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I presume wife, or at least uh, he's wearing a wedding ring. And... Oh, yeah, okay, there you go. Then, yeah, so, yeah. So, his wife that's missing uh, has a daughter with her, Amy. Yep. Uh, I like this as a mystery. I think we both have an assumption yeah. of what happened to her. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I, it, it's a good mystery. I, I well, think wait this a minute is now. Th- you you think we both have an assumption of what happened to her? I'm not sure we have the same assumption. I think we do, but I'm curious what really? your question is. Well, I well, don't know just, what yours is. I'm well, just, just tell me now. I think she... Oh, you want to wait? Uh, you wanna wait? We'll wait. Yeah, I'll tell you. That's yeah, okay. fine. She's in the void. Okay, but she's been gone for nine months. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think we have a different perception of what that void is, too. So I I don't think she's in the void. I think she just left. Well, that could be the case. But that void, it beckons. I I mean I guess, but I don't think it's been there for nine months. It beckons Rebecca. Okay, okay, fantastic. See, uh, the void might be growing. Maybe it's been there. It's I, a lot of land. It looks like a lot of land, Mister Sal. It is a lot of land. That you west pasture. Simply, you could you could you can miss you can miss a lot of void. That much land. So. I guess so. Well, oh, okay. I t- I was I also tell you this. You know, this is a strange series for us to be covering. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how much show hoppers you all have listened to. Hopefully all of it. If you haven't, go back and check out our back catalog. It is extensive. But most of what we cover, one of us has already seen, except for the new stuff. So uh, I think the only times we've covered things that were brand new to both of us were like new seasons of Ozark, new season, but we'd already seen the rest of it. New season of Better Call Saul, but we had already seen the rest of it. New season of Dexter New Blood, but we had already seen Dexter. Mm-hmm. Um, new season you know, of Only Murders in the Build Only Murders in the Building, but we had already seen season one. White Lotus PC. White White Lotus I had seen, but you hadn't. There was a new mm-hmm. season of that, and we had already seen up the season one. Um, Last of Us is probably the, the best example of one. Or Mrs. Davis, I would say. Or Mrs. Davis, yeah. Last of because last of us, I knew Davis the story about the games. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Mrs. Davis is 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 probably the most new thing that bo- to both of us that we covered because neither of us had seen it. It was brand new. There was no pre-existing IP or or other series or video game or book or anything like that. So that that's probably the best example. Outer Range is in that camp. We're taking a leap of faith here. We have no idea what to expect. So, anyway, all right. So, well, Kurt, I think unless you have something else to add, let's enter the recap. The opening scene is the last scene. There's a buffalo with arrows in it. There's a banging on a barn door. There's riding. There's heavy panting. There's a truck. There's a shirt. And Royal tells us about Kronos and how he cut a tear in the cosmos with his sickle to separate this world from the next, the known from the unknown. I, I'm assuming that they're laying it on pretty thick here, that that's what the void is meant to represent. This terror in the fabric between the known and the unknown that separates this world from the next. Right? Yeah. Well, I definitely have to do with Kronos. I, I wondered if it's a separation of worlds or a separation of time. Yeah, and, and that's that's a question I have as well. I might call this an Axis Monday. If you want more on Axis Monday, you can listen to our leftovers coverage after watching the leftovers, my favorite series. Anyway, Royal shirtless throws a body into the void and then turns into a light and says, "The world has been waiting for something like this," which is what Autumn says at the end of the episode. So uh, we've get now. I think there's a clue here in the title. Did you see the title card, Outer Range? I know it's called The Void, but no. I don't see okay. the title so the, card clue. The, ti- the title card here, you know what I mean by the title card? Just like, yeah. Yeah, so 
the, uh, it's, it says outer range, and the last letter of the word outer is R, and the first letter of the word range is R. But the R in outer is backwards. Okay, I do remember this now that you say this. Yeah, the R in range is forward. So it, that, to me, indicates some sort of mirror imaging. I see what you're saying. So you think that what might be do that is some sort of mirror image? Right. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Three days earlier, so now we're going to jump back a few days. Cecilia, who is Royal's wife here, had a dream, that dream again, where Becca stepped out of the dark, and they and Amy and Perry all cried with joy. We don't know who any of these people are yet, but we'll figure it out pretty soon. Also, Cecilia breaks the number one rule of show hoppers. I know. You do not tell other people about your dreams. It really, I mean, she didn't do that bad. Because honestly, short. it was this short. Is, this is okay. I think this is pretty fine. Like, okay, you, listeners, no one likes it when you talk about your <laughs> dreams. Not your like, at, As- you know, aspirational dreams. Yeah. We always have to clarify. But you're like going to bed dreams in the middle of the night, <laughs> right? They're not very interesting. They really just aren't. I mean, this <laughs> all just made up. It's not <laughs> nothing. Only, interest- only interesting if you're in it. I had someone literally within the last week spent I, I was with more than like i don't know i don't know what to do when someone starts telling me about their dreams because i know it's rude if i go i really don't want to hear your dream <laughs> i've gotten so, to the point where i say that by the way well what i what i'll do is, is i'll take note that they tell me their dream and i will hopefully one day remember it and i'll just kind of bring it up in conversation of ah oh, don't you guys just hate it when people say their dreams <laughs> <laughs> and I, if I think I can convince somebody, you know, just just get that out there and I get that known. So that way, hopefully, they'll, yeah. they'll take the hint. But there's some people <laughs> in my life that tell me their dreams, and I don't think they'd be very receptive to me telling them <laughs> I hate listening to dreams. So I guess I just suck it yeah. up and take it. But, <laughs> but it is very uninteresting. It's true. What is acceptable is a very brief summarization. Uh, you know, some... this, is, this is what happened. This is what it's about. The end. Yeah, yeah, quickly summarizing your entire dream. And moreover, the importance of summarizing it is the effect it has on you, okay? So if you're mm-hmm. quickly, if you had a dream and it made you feel a certain way, you might quickly summarize it just to kind of highlight how you're feeling now, right? Uh-huh. So Cecilia doesn't want to wake up and just say, oh, I feel bad. She right. wants to wake up and explain why she feels bad. She had a dream mm-hmm. about Rebecca. Yes. Makes sense, okay? And she briefly explained it. I think what she said was fully acceptable. I, I, I think I think this is fine. Okay, yeah. this is a, this is a good example of it. It's very brief. It's very quick. It's mostly to explain how she feels. So, yeah. so our public service services announcement mm-hmm. is: if you're going to describe your dreams, do it the way Cecilia does it. Like sub ten seconds. It should not be long. Don't go exactly. Don't go into a whole story. Oh my goodness, that's the worst. <laughs> right. When it's like minutes long, and yeah. You're no, to, you like, have to and you don't remember that if I looked to my right, I could see red flowers. But if I looked to my left, there were blue flowers. I could smell them. Like I don't care. And, don't and the dog care. while driving, don't know why. It was a dream, <laughs> of course. So I just accepted that fact. <laughs> and exactly. like. Yeah, it's just not that entertaining. At least That's, to me, Mr. Sal. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Yeah. If you disagree, or if you do agree, email shoppers at podcast at gmail.com. podcast at gmail.com. Yes. 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 Uh, or, or you can always just pull a Nandor from what we do in the shadows. Yes. Yes. Go on. Really speak from the heart. Yes. Go on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. Not, not paying attention at all. Okay. Anyway. So Cecilia so tells Royal about the stream. Royal never tells Perry about that dream. Cecilia tells him not to. She says, I never do. Perry is their son, as it turns out, and he's sleeping on the floor of his daughter's room. His daughter is Amy. Royal goes out on the ranch and hears a low rumbling. We're going to hear this low rumbling several times throughout the episode. He gets back to the house and the Abbots, that's their last name, are all having breakfast. Cecilia, Amy, Perry, and Rhett. Rhett is, I, I assume, Perry's younger brother. Seems like he's younger than Perry. But so th- these are the Abbots. It's Cecilia and Royal are the matriarch and patriarch. Their kids are Rhett and Perry. And Perry has a daughter named Amy and a missing wife named Rebecca. Royal thinks it's not quite 8 a.m., but it's almost 10 a.m. Oh, 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 oh. So, Mr. Sal, yes, this is something that we <laughs> keep, like, 
Is it that he lost track of time? It looks like his watch is off because he looks at his watch yep, yep. multiple times. The void. What's it doing? Uh, I don't know. That's the thing. Is it, is this a time dilation? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is, is it that his watch was literally just dying? <laughs> that could be too. <laughs> there always is a simple explanation too. And I, and I do, I, although I don't think there's a simple explanation for the void, <laughs> but uh, for these other things, I think it's, it's worth always pointing I mean, out. The void could just be like a black hole. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they're running late for church so he better be quick about feeding those horses at church royal reads the paper in the back so royal is clearly not interested in what's going on at church he's just kind of there as the driver and what's the what's the point of going at that point you know it's i i don't know I, i have known lots of people who do this though oh okay i have known people who do this they do like drop off their family at church or their you know, elderly mother or, you know, whoever they're and, and, and they just kind of sit in the car or they sit in the back. They aren't participants. They just are there. Well, I get that if you're bringing someone who otherwise can't bring themselves, but it seems like both the sons can at least drive. And yeah, it does. Maybe seem Cecilia can. I, I, would, I didn't I see her driving, so. but yeah. Anyway, I, I don't have an explanation, but I think it's a, it's a good way to show us that Royal, has has oh yeah it shows how he feels yeah mm-hmm. if he had faith to begin with yeah um amy painted royal what she thinks heaven looks like it's the whole abbot clan including mom now rodeo ret is riding said, that night he's riding twister oh sorry go ahead no, to say about wait, when she showed that i was like man they could have made a really funny moment here this isn't really much of a comedy this series but if no, amy if amy had drawn that and had left out rat out of her heaven, <laughs> out of an hysterical to me, or just anyone. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway, that's all. All right. So, anyway, um, Rodeo Rhett, speaking of Rhett, is riding Twister. Maybe not quite as bad as Jezebel, but a pretty bad bolt ride, apparently. And tough enough to keep Rhett from advancing into the next round, but he still gets away from Maria, who's a girl who seems to recognize him. How? How does, do you know how bull riding works in terms of like how what bull you get to ride? I have no idea. So I, I like mean, it's I, a really huge variance. Yeah, like I mean, the bull I, you I, ride. I know Jezebel, and so that's a Mrs. Davis reference. Uh-huh. Um, Je- Jezebel was handpicked by Wiley. Like he yeah. he wanted to ride specifically that one because that was you know advertised as this monster of a bull. This one, I have no idea. I have, I don't know how like a rodeo works. Me either. All right. So anyway, Cecilia tells Amy while uh, tucking uh, Amy in how she and Royal met. She says Royal grew up hard, never knew his real father and mother. So now I'm starting the second time I watch this, I'm starting to take note here. Okay, because one day something he can't remember happened that made him run away and he walked right up to the ranch as just a kid so we've got like this this kid up, appearing seemingly out of nowhere after going through an event that he doesn't remember so it, this seems to me like there's some sort of time loop stuff going on here like he came out of the void and walked up to cecilia's ranch oh okay. like he's always been tossed into the void and coming through, back from the void and so uh, that just a thought just something that came to mind as I heard the story. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. So you say it's like a, like a self-fulfilling prophecy or anything, something like that, like some time yeah. loop? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And, and it's why, you know, I don't know if you got this vibe as, as well, but I got the vibe that Autumn knows Royal. I didn't get the vibe that she knows Royal, like, personally, but I got the vibe that she knows something about the ranch in particular that he does yeah. not. Yeah, it seems to me like she has always pushed him in. But again, we'll find out more. Anyway, um, Cecilia feels like she was waiting for him her whole life. So we've got this destiny card being played here, right? Cecilia seems very much in camp destiny on the Mr. Echo sliding scale. (laughs) Mr. Echo, character from Lost, which we 
covered almost entirely at this point. Uh, but he has a famous line, at least famous to me. I don't know if it's actually famous, but to me it's famous, where he says it's dangerous to confuse destiny with coincidence. So, But Cecilia seems to be very much in the destiny camp. The animals seem agitated, and Royal and Cecilia hear that low rumble. We shift over to this nearby like mansion on a hill where Wayne Tillerson hears it too. Hmm. <laughs> His low rumbles are just about as low and rumbly as the void's low rumbles. Maybe he but is the void's rumbles. Maybe he is. Maybe that's, he is. that's hearing Wayne in the distance. <laughs> that's right. But he asks his bison head friend if he feels it too. So I, I'm assuming that this bison is the same bison we keep seeing. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm wondering as well. Okay. Like, talks to the head. So he calls Cecilia and tells her that something's coming. Something's happening. Now, the next day... Very foreboding. Uh, it definitely is. It definitely is. The next day, Perry is only counting 279 cows. That means they're missing two. So they'll have to check the fences. But before they do, Autumn shows up. She's a poet from Boulder. <laughs> what gave it away? The blonde hair? It's the everything. <laughs> I like that line. That was, that was a good line. Like the yeah. humor of the episode. <laughs> Well, uh, that's the funniest part of the episode. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but she's looking for a good place to camp for a few days. And she offers a wad of cash that she knows he needs. So how does she know she needs it? Is it just because that's the economic climate of large family-owned ranches? Or does she have intimate knowledge of the inner workings of the Abbott household? I mean, she certainly does. Because, I mean, she, she specifically <clears throat> asks, is this the Abbott ranch when she arrives? Yes. So. Yes. He offers her the West Pasture, and they shake hands. And she says, nice to finally meet you, as though she's been looking for him her whole life. Sure. And Rhett wonders who has that much cash and no car. So the Abbots go out looking for the cows on horseback. Meanwhile, the Tillerson boys, this, these would be Wayne's kids, Wayne of bison-talking, low-rumbling fame, mm -hmm. they're riding on four-wheelers, not horses so I, I like that just juxtaposition there that the abbots ride horses the tillersons ride four-wheelers mm -hmm. the tillersons have a letter from the county assessor saying that the abbot fences are a mile onto tillerson land and they have 30 days to move them one of the tillersons luke tries to be nice he says something set my a fire on my dad he knows they've been through a lot we don't know what they've been through at this point but now retrospectively we can assume he's talking about the loss of becca rebecca yeah mm -hmm. trevor another tillerson is just a complete jerk about everything oh. and billy the third tillerson just rides and sings <laughs> so he's I, there to have a good time yeah billy by the way is a, a character from schitt's creek or an actor on schitt's creek so i recognized him um He's pretty well known as well. So I assume that he'll become a bigger character as the series progresses. Anyway, um, the Abbots split up to look for the cows. I like this overhead shot of one of them going north, one south, and one west. And it's That's a very good shot, yeah. Royal goes west to the west pasture where he finds Autumn's camp and lots of low rumbles and a giant hole in the earth, the void. It beckons. Yes. There's a sort of mist in it. So it's not just a hole of nothing. Like there's this mist kind of floating around in it. He drops a rock in and that rock seems to fall forever. He puts his hand in and flashes to the house where he sees Cecilia say, Joy's here. Say hello. And then, I don't know if you caught this because, I mean, it's very quick. They very quickly flash images of two young boys no did i you can't miss that did you catch it yeah two different young boys or at least they look they're different ages uh they're either two different boys or they're two the uh, same boy two different ages see what i'm saying mm, so this, this kind of goes into your young yes royal theory yeah I, I, well, I thought you were going to reference to is when he takes his hand back out how it's kind of like all darkened oh, yeah. that's blackened like, and charred yeah, yeah. But it quickly returns to normal. So I thought he was going to go a little Dumbledore on us there, but apparently not. Anyway, when he gets back to the house, 
the exact scene he just saw plays out. Joy's here. Say hello. Joy is the sheriff, not no, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything <laughs> because we just watched another series that had a character named Joy and it's they almost spoiled it. Um Joy is the sheriff. The FBI is going to stop looking for Rebecca because it's been nine months. Perry is distraught about this. And Rebecca would never leave Amy. Perry is convinced that she would never leave. Now, Amy, uh, that night, prays for God to bring her mom home. And Autumn stares into the flames of her campfire. The next day, Royal tries to fill the void. (laughs) by shoveling (laughs) dirt into it he tries to cover it with a tarp but he throws in the shovel he throws in the tarp and he throws in the letter from the assessor and he's visited by a bison with two arrows in its side is it wayne tillerson's bison we don't know royal visits autumn at the camp presumably to keep her away from the void but she is disgustingly defeathering a pheasant I could Disgusting. barely watch this. I couldn't. I could barely watch this. This is awful. Would you eat this? <laughs> I, I, if I didn't have to see it prepared, I probably would. All right. But I can't watch this. This is awful. Ugh. The sound, whatever sound effect they used for the defeathering of the pheasant. Oh my God. It was so gross. <laughs> I, I hate birds, folks. I'm terrified of them. So the fact that somebody is this casually handling a bird and pulling out its feathers, I can't even think about it. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier. Can't even think about it. Okay, he tells her to stay between here and the creek and wonders what will happen if she gets hurt. And Autumn comes down on Team Destiny here too. The world plays out how it's supposed to. And Royal, always playing the team uh, coincidence card, says, well, what if it's supposed to turn out bad, like for your pheasant? She wants to know what what he'd want for a ranch that, like this. Uh, $5 million? $6 million? Maybe she has it on her, but a woman's got to keep her secrets, unless he wants to swap. There's a lot of flirtation here. It does. Well. It does feel like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Rhett and Perry go out drinking, and Perry puts Rhett up to dancing with Maria, his high school crush, but gets cut off by Trevor, the jerkiest of the Tillersons. <laughs> uh, next scene is my uh, second favorite scene. We've already talked about it. Cecilia and uh, Royal on the porch. Back at the bar, Rhett doesn't think they can compete using Royal's old school ways. And Perry tells him that the family and the land are always going to be more important to him than the money. Now, those two things that are more important to Royal than the money the family and the land. Those are two titles of later episodes in the season. I see that they're all titled the. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Rhett tells Perry he'll help, or I'm sorry, he'll keep riding bulls. If he thinks about moving on from Rebecca, that is, that is, that's a low blow, but Perry has to puke. Luckily for, for Rhett, he doesn't have to face that music quite yet. He has to puke all over Trevor. Meanwhile, Maria buys Red a beer. She sympathizes with his bull ride and tells him she burned out at vet school and missed home, among other things. Dot, dot, dot. Rhett sees Trevor getting in Perry's face, so he goes and beats him up, knocks off his belt buckle, and he tells Maria what he thinks of him. And he goes to pull the truck around. He taps, I don't know if you, did you notice this? He taps on Luke and Billy's table he does his bloody knuckles, right. so he left yeah. some blood on that table there. And when Trevor starts in uh, and starts insulting Perry about his missing wife, Perry snaps and beats Trevor to death. Okay, then Rhett finally comes back with the truck. In the this is a very quick scene, but we have this really quick scene of Autumn in her tent. She's writing and she's drawing circles with V's in them or upside down V's or incomplete A's. They look a lot like the, the A symbol above the Abbott ranch sign. Yeah. That's what, yeah. I assume this has something to do with the void that this is a symbol for the void, mm-hmm. but she also holds a necklace to her mouth. That's at a certain point in the episode or in the scene. I don't know what all that's about. Just pointing it out. Rhett and Perry. 
uh, have Trevor in tow and almost run into the arrowed bison. But rather than go to the sheriff or the hospital, they go home and Royal puts down the phone, says, let's fix this. Royal is about to call either the sheriff or the hospital, but instead he decides they're going to fix this. Royal refuses to lose either of his sons, and there's no way he's letting Amy lose her father, too. So Royal puts Rhett in charge of shirts and truck, and he'll take care of the body. Well, Luke finds Trevor's bloody belt buckle. So he and Billy go and knock on the Abbott door. They are extremely menacing. They're terrifying, in fact. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot has to do with the fact that Rhett knocked his bloody knuckles on their table. Yeah, probably. After, he walks past, knocks mm-hmm. with bloody knuckles. They go out mm-hmm. from where he came, find their brother's bloody belt buckle, all that remains. Yeah. It's not a good luck. It's not a good no. luck. No, and Amy just has to get that water. It's like, Amy, go back to bed. You don't need the water that badly. Do you think Amy is? Uh, Amy seems like she's probably maybe, I don't know, I want to say five or six. Okay, well, then never mind. That makes sense. Uh, she's asking for water. I thought Amy was older. I'm like, come on, you're old enough to get your own water. <laughs> I'm probably still old enough to get her own water, but anyway, it's it's it was different. If someone it was to your water. You know, you know what's so impressive about the menace of this scene is that these are the two Tillersons that you kind of had some sympathy for in the They're earlier not, scene. These are not the jerk one. Yeah, yeah, tr- yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, anyway, they bust into the barn, but the truck's full of hay. But Billy finds fresh horse poop outside, and the chase ensues. The first scene ensues, in fact. We get to see that truck and the four-wheeler chasing Royal. We get to see the the horse take off on him, and he loses his shirt on the fence. Mm-hmm. And he throws Trevor into the void and turns into the light to find Autumn. It was Autumn all along. And we've already gone over this scene, but it ends with the push. The push herd round the show hoppers. The, the push that <laughs> spiked the rating. Yeah. I guess so. Yes, exactly right. So anyway, there you have it. That's that's the episode. Um, I like I say there. I think there are a lot of ties. Uh, if you can follow that destiny coincidence thread between uh, Cecilia and Royal on the porch, and then between Royal and Autumn in the field. Uh, there's the, these themes of uh, loss of faith, um, the, lots of mysteries, so many mysteries that I, I hope they can address all these mysteries in eight episodes. So anyway, we'll see. Yeah, I I have faith. I think that, I think the way they've set up these mysteries, they did a very good job. Yeah, I'm very intrigued, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think they're setting up questions. In a pretty good way, like obviously the void's a big question. Autumn in and of herself's a bit of a question, and then yep. they've left these little breadcrumbs, like this watch, this whole time issue. What yep. was up at that barn? If something noteworthy was happening, that I don't drawer, know. yeah, but yeah, the drawer. Mm-hmm. So the Rebecca, obviously, is another one. Yeah. So I, I, episode one mysteries. That's good that there's mysteries to be had, and then they obviously leave a very big cliffhanger as to watch the uh, the next episode. Which I look forward to do immensely. <laughs> yeah, me too. I can't wait. But before we can do that, we have to check the time, Kurt. Well, I hope we're not too off. What what time could it be, Mr. Sal? Well, it's almost 10. No, no, it's TV time. Ooh, it's TV time. Ain't no time like a TV time. For those of you new to Showhoppers, TV time is an app that I love to use to track my TV viewing. It keeps track of the episodes that I watch. When I finish an episode, I push the check mark saying I watched that episode. And it keeps track of where I left off in each series. It tells me how long until the series premiere of series that are uh, in the off season right now. For example, I'm very excited. There's lots of good stuff coming up that I cannot wait to see. So, uh, Right now, it is telling me as we record this that we have. I already mentioned what we do in the shadows once this episode, so I'll mention it again. Forty-three days until season five premiere of what we do in the shadows. So, sixty-nine days from today until the only murders in the building season three premiere, which we will be covering. So, 
lots of good stuff in TV time. Um, once you give it that check mark to tell it that you watched the episode, it unlocks a couple of things that you can do with that episode. So you can tell it on a scale from one to five what you thought about the episode. So let me ask you, Kurt, what do you think the viewers of TV time gave this on a scale from one to five? It's either four or a five. Uh, I think they gave it a five. They did. 60% of the uh, TV time users gave this episode a five. Uh, I can tell it how it made me feel shocked, frustrated, scared, amused, confused, tense, all these things. Um, but that's not so much so interesting. Uh, those get pretty arbitrary and there are lots of them. What's the most interesting thing about TV time, though, is that you can tell you can vote for your favorite character of the episode. So I believe that, Kurt, if you use TV time, which you don't because it would spoil this whole bit. But I appreciate that. Uh, I believe that you would have voted for Royal as your favorite character. I think you and the people also voted Royal. So you think I voted for Royal and then the, the, it'll tell you what percentage of TV time users voted for each character as well. I did vote for Royal. And so did the people. The people voted for Royal at a, at a rate of 91%. 91%. That's pretty big. That's Marty Bird territory. That is actually really big. I mean, I don't know how how other people, I mean, how would you choose some other people? Like, who would I... I, Autumn, I give Autumn Perry. was a close. Autumn was a close second for me. You think that I have to disagree with that? I mean, she's, oh. she has, just doesn't have enough airtime in the episode. I know, but she every bit of it is just screen chewing. Oh, because I, I'm very intrigued by Autumn, but she did finish second, four percent of the vote. Perry was third, two percent. I think I would give it to Perry over Autumn, and I think you'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, it doesn't matter because we vote. We both voted for Royal, and I think yeah, the clear favorite. <laughs> okay, we've already talked about a, a bunch of our predictions. Um, I mean, I think there's a fair chance that we were watching Royal in the void this whole episode. So maybe there's a void within a void. Royal that, that brings you back to the other place, yeah. or yeah, it's oh, just okay. this this loop of a void. But um, I think it's pretty clear that Wayne knows about the void. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, I think I think Wayne knows something about it. Okay. Then I think that Autumn knew about the void before she arrived. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's a prediction I have as well. Um I'll I'll, I'll quickly list off some predictions. Rebecca is in the void. Yeah. Uh Royal will go to the future. That's what I put. Based Ooh. on what we've already seen effects of it, but it might be the past. Speaking of the past, I also put Royal remembers his past, so so what Cecilia says and what Royal said when he was younger, I think he does remember his past. Oh, all right. Learn about it. Uh, that bison is from the past. Yeah, uh, I think that's, I, I agree with you on that one. Agree on, yeah. And uh, that letter he throws in, I think we will see that again. I think you're right. I think we're going to see all those items that he threw in the tarp, the shovel, and the letter. And the body. And the body, yes. <laughs> Yes, I forgot about the body. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll find an awake uh, Trevor with all these items. I think there's a fair chance of that. Interesting. All right. Well, well all of this and more, we'll find out if we're right or wrong uh, when we when we look into the future of Outer Range. Maybe we'll get some backstory magic. magic. Who knows? That's what I'm hoping for. The next episode. Do you know the title of the next episode? Uh, the land. The land. You got it. Very good. All right. Well, we'll we'll have to we'll have to wait and see how that goes. But in the meantime, folks, you can email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. Please do give us those five star ratings and reviews that really drive the show. Uh, subscribe, like, follow, share with your friends, share with people you know. Uh, if you know, I, I don't know a lot of people who've watched Out of Range. Actually, I don't know anybody who's watched Out of Range. Uh, so, but it's got a season two, so it must have been pretty decent for Amazon. Um, so we'll see. But put people onto the show, put people onto the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Got lots of stuff in our backlog. We've got Better Call Saul's last season, a bunch of scattered Black Mirror episodes, Centaur World. Maybe the void is Glendale's portal tummy. <laughs> uh, we've got all of chernobyl dexter new blood the leftovers my favorite series uh almost all of lost we're almost done with that 
Mrs. Davis. That was amazing. If you didn't get a chance to watch Mrs. Davis, you should check it out. I think there's a, a fair amount of things in common without a range that I think you might like it. Um, only Murders in the Building, Ozark. We've talked about that. Russian Doll Season 1, we talked about that. White Lotus, Watchmen, and The Last of Us. So lots of stuff for you to check out as you wait for our coverage next week of Out of Range Episode 2, The Land. Anything you'd like to add, Kurt, before we sign off? Land man, take me by the hand. Uh, Lead me to the land okay. that you understand. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, again, feel free to get in touch with us. I'll be here. If you got any secrets you want to trade, shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day. <laughs> <laughs>